has gathered. Come on. Ah, this Come is on. exciting. You know, we are a lot of things. We're a family. We're children of God. Uh, we are worshipers. Come on, we're ministers. Yes. But I heard the Lord say that you are the army of the Lord. Come on. And uh, I love this scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, verse uh, 13. It says, if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. Come on. I think you're a little bit beside yourself. <laughs> but it's for God, so that's good. Um, and if we are of sound mind, it's for you. For the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. Have you all died? Yeah. I have died. And he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Now, this is this is the scripture I want to really uh, just instill in your spirit today. It really... Uh, the Bible says that we impart these things with words. Just yeah. like God created everything that's created by words, we impart to each other with words. Amen? And so this is, this is the living word that's going into your spirit right now. Therefore, from now on, let's say that, from now, from now on, on, we know no one according to the flesh. No that's right. I don't know myself. Amen? Right. People uh, ask us, so how do you guys deal with each other's flesh? Uh, we don't know each other according to the flesh. Yeah. Amen? We don't deal with each other according to the flesh. We know each other according to the spirit. Who we are in the spirit. We're born from above. It's yes. good up here. Amen? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. so good down there. But it's good up here. We're children of our Father. We're one spirit with the Lord. And, so, and then it goes on to say, Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. We've all seen the Jesus movies, the blonde British, you know, <laughs> Jesus walking in a long dress and all that. <laughs> We've all had our own like natural idea of who Jesus is. But it says, yet now we know him in this way no longer. No longer. You know, he's, he is the captain of the hosts. He is the Lord of the battle. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. He breaks forth. When he breaks forth, the Bible says it's like the rushing of many waters. Like just a, a flood. Come on. A flood that takes over. I want you to know that you are not a victim. You are not at all abandoned. And you're not a person anymore trying to figure out if God loves you. Come right. on. We can, we can move beyond that. Yes. He died he let, gave everything up for us, and now we are part of his heavenly army. Yeah. It's so amazing. He Beautiful. is the captain of the hosts. Yeah. Heavenly hosts and hosts right here. Joel talks about the army of the Lord, describes us, that a fire goes before us. Come on now. Burns up all of our enemies. And behind us, when we look at the enemy, it's just pulverized dust. Praise the Lord. Everywhere we go, come on, everywhere our feet tread, God has given it to us. In your street, in your home, in your workplace, at your school, it's yours. Yes. Amen? You don't just work there, live there, learn there, play there. It's yours. It's your assignment. You are part of the army of the Lord. And I want to just release a, a prayer of empowerment over you. And I believe... By the end of this weekend, we're all going to have uh, buffer spirits. Come on. Mm. We're going <laughs> to be looking for some enemies. We're not going to run away from enemies. 
But we're going to say to every, every enemy, you're my opportunity yeah. to reveal who I am That's in right. Jesus' name. That's you right. get over here right now. Amen. We're going to slap some devils. We're going to chop some stuff down. Come on. We're going to put the axe of the word Come of God on. to the root of some things. Come on. And we are going to be the ones that God sent from heaven above. Yes. We're born from above, sent to this earth. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I have sent you. Now you go. Amen. So, Father, I release your strength, your might, and your power into all of the hearts and spirits of those under the sound of my voice. I declare that you are not weak, but you are strong by the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that you are not the tail, but you are the head. You are not beneath, but you are far above. That's right. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And this is a war of words. And we only agree with the words of our God That's in right. Jesus' name. Right. I declare that we are the army of the Lord and we are well able. Come Thank on, let's say Lord. that. We are well, well able. able. We are well able to take the land. We thank you for it, Lord. We agree with you today, yes, Lord. Lord. In Jesus' in name. Jesus if you receive name. that, just shout amen. Amen. Wow, wow, wow. Such fire, such fire in the house. Doesn't it feel like it's fire in this place? God is so good. I, I, I encountered the Lord during worship. It's a wonderful thing to come and encounter the Lord in worship. Thank you, Seth and the team, leading us into the presence of the Lord. Uh, we, we are coming to you from... Uh, 156 days of daily services starting in August uh, based upon worship. Every day, a worship service in Citadel Church. And God has visited the earth through worshipers. And I felt the same uh, presence of intimacy here and uh, that, that we have been feeling for 100, 156 days today. The team is worshiping. Uh, they'll worship tomorrow. They'll worship Saturday, Sunday. They'll keep on going. And they have determined that we're hosting God every day as long as we need. And, and, and the primary focus is to build an altar where God's fire can fall and the city can be transformed in the, in the altar of worship. Uh, I never knew that the revival was coming in the form of worship. I never knew that the revival that God was birthing was a revival of worshipers. And when I asked the Lord, why are you doing this? He said, well, it started with a worshiper. It's got to end with worshipers. Lucifer was the worshiper. And it started with a worshiper going off. And he says, the only way I can finish this is by bringing worshipers to to completely, and that's how this is going to end. I always thought the greatest revival that would hit the earth would be a revival of prophecy or signs and wonders and miracles or something like that, and that's all happening in the midst of these, these services, but the focus is not coming to see a miracle or have a miracle, but the focus is coming to worship our Father and to be in his presence and to encounter him. And I wasn't going to share this, but I just got touched in worship. And I was just going to just come and talk to you about the sound, because the Lord's been speaking from August 
to now, and all we talk about is sound. All we talk about is sound, because you can't talk about worship without talking about sound. And I, I don't know if we'll get into it tonight or any time this weekend, but one of the nights, the Lord started singing, started telling us, sing purple. And we were like, what is purple? And one night, he said, sing red. And we didn't know what he was saying, but we found out that there's a, there's a frequency of colors. That in the rainbow that God has created, every color has a specific number, that has a specific frequency that he wants us to sing in, and that his throne is surrounded by these colors, and that we must agree with whatever he's spinning around his throne in a worship service to connect, and that's what we did tonight. We, we found the heart of God and what he was doing, and we touched heaven, and heaven touched earth, and there's an encounter of the glorious pleasure of the Lord in this room. Now, I, I am... I can't guarantee, I don't know what's going to happen to me tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be standing or falling or laying, worshiping, crying. I cry a lot. So if I cry, just pray and we'll be, or sing better and we'll be better. We'll just because I have been encountering a living God that loves us. And we're trying to find language for this revival, this move, this reformation, whatever you want to call it. We're trying to find language for what God is doing in the earth. And, and, and to tell you honestly, I've only been out of preaching out of our church for, since August only twice. I, in the week that it, it, this revival broke out in Citadel Church in Seattle, I was scheduled to preach in Sandpoint, and I had to cancel the meetings because of the outpouring of worship that was going on. And we just found the pleasure of the Lord, and we didn't want to let it go. And we just came. We, didn't, we weren't trying to have a revival. We were just saying, tomorrow if we come, can we feel your pleasure again? And tomorrow, will you, let's come and see if he's, his pleasure is here again. And we've been just experiencing the pleasure of the Lord. And we just, here we are. But I asked the Lord coming in, and I sent you a text, J.O., and I, I wanted to find out when the dates were. And I, because I prayed, I said, Lord, this, this, this has been on the calendar, and I've canceled every other meeting uh, for these services, for the, for the continuation of these services. I've canceled every other meeting. Uh, and, and I said, do you want us in Idaho, Lord? Do you want us coming to the heart of the city? And he gave us permission to do two, two three services so far. Um, we just came back from Australia uh, for two weeks, and we partnered with churches there to bring what we call the coal of worship. And we are setting this coal on altars that, that seem like there's worshipers ready to worship and ready to usher in the greatest glorious encounter into your city. And so we left in, uh, what, we, what we feel is a coal of worship, a coal that is to go on the altar of worship in, in, in Australia. We've come home. Now the second trip is this trip. Uh, we have turned down trips all around the world. We've been turning down opportunities to go places because God doesn't tell us, but he says, where you go, Make sure you take the coal of worship and you release it on the altar of the worshipers there. And you let there be a built in altar of worship that my fire can come down and can and release to the earth. Now, I don't know if I'm gonna have, how much I'm going to be able to get into all of this this weekend, but I believe that what, I, what, what touched me tonight is an altar of worship. 
that you guys have built an altar of worship where you are looking for the face of God. And, and revival looks different than I've ever expect, expected, J.O. It looks like a, this move of God that we're just in baby steps in, just trickles of rain. It's not something that is sweeping the earth, but ch- churches are changing uh, the way that they worship from, I just, I just, we're encountering that. And um, I feel like that this weekend we're going to release an altar. We're going to build an altar to God and we're going to release a coal of worship that's going to bring encounter. And I'll just tell you this one thing that the Lord wants us to understand, that as, as we worship him, one of the, he said there's a covenant between heaven and earth, and the covenant is when the enemy fell, Lucifer, when he fell, um, he fell as the, the coverer, the one, the Bible says he's the one that covers. He describes him as the one that covers. Well, what did he cover? He covered the throne with worship. And so when he fell, the throne was no longer covered with worship. And so the covenant now is for us to become the worshipers that cover the throne. And as we cover the throne with our worship, then the Lord says, I will cover the earth with my glory. We've been trying to figure out how to get the earth to be covered with the glory. The Bible says in the last days, that's what the move of God's going to look like. The whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord, with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. One translation says, with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the sea covers the, the, the waters cover the sea, so shall the glory cover the earth. And that's going to be because there's a covenant. As we cover his throne, he covers the earth. Amen. I'm excited. I know you guys, I, I, I'm excited and I, I, I'm really thrilled. And I do have a, what, I, what I know is the word of the Lord for, um, to, to kick things off tonight. And I want to share that. I want to pray for someone who has pain in their neck first. Can I come down for a second a little bit? Someone has pain in, in your, your neck. Um, and I don't know what number the vertebrae is. It's, I don't know. I see a three. Well, I don't know where they are. Three or four. What is that? What, what do you have? Since you sat down, so we just take that from you right now. How does that feel now? Feels better already? Will you move it around and just make sure that there's nothing there? It's all gone. Okay, thank you, Jesus, for that. How about for you? A plate. Okay, so C2 to T1. We thank you, Father. Will you just tell Jesus how much you love him real quick? What is your name? Cheryl. Cheryl, just tell him how much you love him. Uh, you'll feel that warmth just coming right there. You feel that already? You feel that? Just release. We thank you that plate is being adjusted right now. Lord, I even, I even just believe that it's just going to dissolve right now in her neck, and she's going to have a complete replacement. I'm going to come and check on you as you worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord. I saw your hand come up. What's going on with you, ma'am? Can you guys hear her? her? Her whole, let me grab that mic so I can. Do you guys mind if we just pray for a few people for a second? Just, I'm really excited about sharing the word of the Lord, but I felt the anointing for healing necks here. Amen. God's good. So what's happening? Um, I have pain in all my cervical, and um, I've had lack of movement from side to side for a long time. Okay, so you have pain right now from... All the way, all the way down your your neck. Yeah. All the way down. Cervical. Can you give me a high a high five? Okay. Does that hurt? Well, it 
hurt in my shoulders. In your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we need to take care of that too for me high five. I, I don't want to go on. <laughs> okay. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, that this is all adjusted. We thank you that we just take away this pain. Uh, we love you. We honor you. You're so good in your love and your commitment to your people. Thank you that you're revealing yourself as the sovereign Lord. Tell me if there's any adjustment to the pain in your body, in your neck. I think it's a little better. Okay, move it a little bit more for me. Ah, uh, that feels good. Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me how you're doing. Pain. It's it's cracky. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> Hopefully, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. If that's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Is is there pain still? Um, hardly any. Hardly any. Okay, turn it a couple more times. Oh, there it goes. How's that? When's the last time you moved your neck like that? I can't remember. You can't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> okay, what's going on with this shoulder now? Um, supposedly, I have in both shoulders. I have arthritis in every joint. Okay, give me a high five and that's going to go away. You ready? Tell me how you feel. Move your joints. Oh, I haven't been able to do that. <laughs> check that one right there. Check huh? them all. Check your joints. Huh? Check, make sure. Check them and see how if they feel. This one has less. Okay, give me a, give me a down low. Boom. Okay. All right, how's that feel? Give me one more down low. Okay, how's that feel? That's higher. It's <laughs> yes, higher. You know, we were, we were in Australia, and there was a young man. He went through a surgery. He couldn't lift his arm higher than this. And we had someone next to him pray, and, and just within seconds, his arm shot up like that, okay? So I'm expecting completely, just as God took the pain away from here, he's moving throughout your joints. All of that deterioration uh, is being removed from your body, the deterioration. I just released that from the love of God to you. In your neck, God's releasing healing and life to you. Thank you. You're, you're strong. You know, I just, I just want to pray. I feel like there has been assigned to your family uh, a spirit of bitterness, and I break it off of your family. I break it off, and I destroy that work, and the strife that has been going on from generation to generation to generation is now broken. And you're going to see peace and restoration in, in family members and restoration in... in uh, in your, in, okay, your son. We, we just thank you, Father, for just peace and restoration in your family. It doesn't, it's not just with your son, but it's been going on for, oh for a long time in your family. And the Lord's saying, this is it. This Amen. is done. His blood has covered it, and he's cleansed your life. And you're going to notice a complete transformation in your body, in your joints, because of this breakthrough. Is that good? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, well, those arms went up now, boy. Where is she at? I was praying for her neck. I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> How are we doing? It's not hurting like it was. It's not hurting like it was. It, well, give me, give me a change number, one to ten. Nine. It's better. It's, it's, it's feeling a little. It's, it's nine from zero to nine. It's it's so much better. I'm usually in pain all the time. And, and right now, you're just at a. It just feels warm. Warm is good. That's what the Lord said when we put that, he said he was going to release the warmth. 
Okay, so there's someone that you know or praying for or sitting somewhere close to you, probably someone you know and praying for that is going through kidney dialysis that has some kind of kidney problem or needs kidney dialysis. You know anyone with a kidney issue? Can't think of anyone right off. I can't think of anybody right off. Any, anyone in just this area right here? Okay. Your coworker is going through kidney yeah, dialysis? Yeah, she's been going through it for years and years. She's, okay. She's actually looking to have a kidney transplant this year. Hopefully. What's her name? Uh, Marlene. Marlene. Grab my hand and let's agree. Father, we thank you for Marlene. Yeah. We release the power of the Holy Spirit to Marlene. Yeah. And we just declare that Marlene, we just release healing virtue to you. Uh, we also ask that, God, you would touch her heart to be open to you in a new way, a new level. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are, you are her, her, her God and her deliverer. We thank you for this in the name of Jesus. You know, I just, I just release on you promotion. <laughs> That's fine. All right, so let's take the rest of that away. How's that? Is that 100% now? Oh, gosh. I haven't been able to... <laughs> she, can't, she can't do that. She can't do that. <laughs> That's amazing that she can't do that. She's, she's fused all the way down. She, she's fused. I'm sorry. Hey, buddy. She's fused all the way down. She's got a metal plate all the way down. All the way down. And so she, she can't do that. Isn't that amazing how God can get you to do what you can't do? Wow. Wow, that's good. I'm just standing here just soaking some of that in. That's just good. Oh, isn't that good? Oh, wow. Can you tell, tell us a little bit of how, what's, what's the difference between where you were and where you are now? It's just amazing. I haven't, I haven't been able to look up. For years. You can't do that with a fused neck. No. That means something has changed. That, that means that's a creative miracle because you, you can't do that with a fused neck. It's, it's fused. I, I don't know. It's about that long. It's, it, like was it about three inches? It spans three joints. Three joints. About three four inches long and there's six screws. And then on above that is... Um, they artificial. took out that full disc, and it's an artificial wow. metal disc. Lord, you're so good. He's so miraculous. He's so wonderful. Can we just praise him for a second? Just, we just, you're so good. You're so lovely. Now, I'm, I'm seeing a boating accident. I don't, know if, I don't know who that is. There was some kind of boating accident. Is there anybody know of a boating accident? All right. Well, I, I just, who? Oh, Nick. Okay. He can't raise his arms. He can't raise his arms. Man, that anointing is so good on you, bro. Hey, man. How you doing? What happened? Um, I just had surgery. Two on one here and one here on four and five. And the surgery did not work. Well, well, it changed. But, you know, it's interesting because 
Is this your wife? Yes. And she knows. Yeah. <laughs> she speaks more than I do. <laughs> He's unpainted, so I know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she knows. You know what I love about the Lord is he hates for us to suffer. He's not at all interested in that. There is no glory in us being in pain for the Lord. It's the power of God coming and releasing healing in life is what brings him glory. I mean, that's what brings him glory. That's what really shows that he's a sovereign God is that he can do what doctors can't do. That shows that he's sovereign when he can manifest what is impossible. And so, Father, what, do you, what is your name? Gary. Gary? Gary. Gary. We've talked before. You look familiar. Well. It's bald heads. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, is that, I, I'm looking, I think I'm looking at J.O. is what you're saying? <laughs> we all going to end up looking like that. Amen. This. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's, that's, that's how we're going to get into heaven looking like that. Yeah. And not the women. No. <laughs> We will not announce that over the ladies. <laughs> All the ladies say amen. Um, so I'm just waiting on the Lord to, to give instruction. If there's any specific instruction, will you put your hand just right on the lower part of his neck, just right there? Oh, now I just thank you. What is your name? Yeah. Emma. That's your daughter. Okay, well, God's going to just move right on through your daughter into your neck. and We thank you. And I just feel that presence now. I just feel the power and the presence of the Lord moving. Woo. The first thing you feel is just the comfort. You're going to feel the comforter. The comforter. Aren't, aren't you glad that you have uh, a, a God that's called the comforter? <laughs> You're going to feel the comforter. And there he is. He's just right there. Whew. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. There's complete adjustment down your back. Complete, complete adjustment down your back. I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that. Hmm. You've had to reshape your, your life because of this. You've had to change even uh, what you do and how you do it. And God's, God wants you to... Um, reshape even how you, on purpose, not because you have to, not because of the, an injury, but because he has a, a pattern for you that is going to, that he wants to shift things, wants to change things. Um, there's an easier way for you to do what you do, and God is calling you to do it. He's calling you to, to think in a new frame, in a new way. Um, he's reframing, he's fashioning your thinking in a different way, that you can uh, I just feel like there's, there's God saying he's, been, he's used one aspect of his skill set, but I'm giving him another skill set in this season so that he can use that, as, that aspect of the skill set to become uh, who I called him to be, but then also achieve financially what I've called him to walk in. And the blessing of God to come upon you, I thank you that there is, there is uh, no limits on you. I, I just remove all limitation off of your life, a limitation off of your finances, limitation off of your, your life, limitation off of your imagination, limitations off of you. I remove those limitations in the name of Jesus, and we thank you. Those limitations come off of your shoulders. Those limitations come off of your neck. Uh, the enemy has been trying to steal your authority, 
but we release to you your authority back. We thank you, Lord, that he, I just see that you are one that is supposed to uh, establish the, the kingdom law, the kingdom law, the enforcer of God's authority in the earth. And I just release that to you. And I release the blessing of God on you that your, your authority is no longer stolen. Your authority is no longer stolen. We release back to you authority. We release back to you that your words actually count. What you say matters. And when you declare it, it comes to pass. I release to you the confidence that was stolen from you. I release it back to you in the name of Jesus. I release it back to you. I combat for you. I feel like I'm standing in the war zone for you. And I'm fighting the enemy that has tried to steal your confidence and tried to steal your boldness and tried to steal your courage. For there's dreams of doing trips and missions and there's dreams of doing things in nations and the enemy is telling you that it's never going to happen. And I'm telling you today, God has already scheduled it. He's already scheduled it. He's already scheduled it. He's already scheduled it. And you will find yourself walking on the soils of the nation without pain. You'll find yourself walking on the soils of the nation without pain, building and constructing, building and constructing, building and constructing, building and constructing, building and constructing. I see homes and orphanages, and I see, I see them being built and constructed, and I see you leading the pack, and I see you leading it without pain, and I see you doing it. I see homes and orphanages being constructed, and I communities I see I see in now a broader dimension God bringing building churches and building wells I see it I see a builder's anointing on you I see a constructor's anointing on you I see that person that is going to lead 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 for city and worldwide transformation I release that authority and that anointing on you and I stand in the battle with you I stand in the battle with you come on we're all standing in the battle with you and we say let his neck go and we call for the complete healing right now in Jesus name we thank you we thank you now do what physical therapy can't do Lord do what no one could do we thank you now just just show me if there's any change by moving your neck moving your arms tell me if there's any change in the pain don't hurt yourself doing it but just look look for the healing look look and see if there's any transformation when we, when we look, we look for where the healing is. We don't look for where the pain still is. We look for where the healing is. And once we find 1% of healing, the rest is on its way. We don't need, we don't, I mean, we want all of it. And I actually, in my heart, stand in front of people and demand the full. But if we can get 1% healing, that means we can get the 100%. And if we can get 1% miraculously, we can get the 100% just as miraculous. Right. It's 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 that's why we stand with people and we stay and we're like, how long? And we wait for the Holy Spirit just to continue to work, because it's like if someone were, was working your body, the Holy Spirit is working your body. And, and a lot of it is just getting out of the mentality that we've been living in for a long time. If you've been dealing with something for six years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, you've lived with the pain so long. Now you have to get used to living free from the pain. And you have to get used to looking for the health instead of looking for the pain. Because we, we get adjusted in our minds to look for the pain. I mean, isn't that right? And, but when you, I mean, you're nodding your head so well back there. I just think that's just, I mean, you're, your head is nodding. You, you, I'll be right back. I'm not done with you. But your head, is, your head is nodding so big. I mean, like more than anybody else in this whole room. 
Let's see what you have here. Wow. Okay, can I show that? I mean, I wish I could show that to everybody. That is, I mean, that is like, can you see that? It's like Terminator. And you've been, you've been the new generation. Well, girl. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you're going to sleep good tonight. That's wonderful. What time do we have to be finished tonight? Man, I'm telling you, you guys host the Lord well. Is there any change, any, trend, any difference, any, what are we feeling here? It's probably 80% better. <laughs> come on, come on, we got more, more than 1%. We can get 80%. How do you know God can finish it off to 100%? Lord, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. Okay, can you show me the limit where you, where you had your arms? They said you couldn't lift your arms. Well, left is okay, but it just starts to... It starts to mess with you a little bit. The right one, if I get about here, it usually starts hurting. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did this cause any lower back pain as well? jacked up from C2 all the way down to C6, Six. and then down in my lower back, L3 down. Okay, because I, I saw God not only taking care of the top, but he showed me the lower, oh. yeah. and he showed me that there was like a calcium trying to build up or something in the lower, so God's restoring all of it, breaking all the calcium out. Ah, man. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, God has given freedom in the next, and even if we didn't pray for you directly one on, uh, the Holy Spirit's here. It's not, it's not relying on me uh, for you to receive healing. It's the Holy Spirit's here. I'm telling you guys, host the presence of the Lord. I know why the Lord said, come and hang out with you. There's no doubt in my mind that we're in the will of God here, and uh, he is here. He's here. Amen. Do you, do you feel that too? Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're going to see some things happen this weekend because God wants to reveal himself as, as a sovereign God, as, as the master. Amen. He wants to reveal himself. Can we just say thank you one more time to him? He is so faithful. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you for what you have planned for the heart of the city church. Thank you for the pastors and the leaders. Thank you for all that you're doing here, that there is a, a church fully alive, uh, fully alive, and people that are fully alive going to walk 100%, 110% in the destiny that you've planned for them. And Lord, we want to just say thank you for already starting off the services with healing and, and with the sound of jubilation, with the sound of excitement and joy and zeal. Uh, there are sounds coming from homes today. 
that are just celebrating your goodness, Lord. And we thank you for it. And we thank you for all that you're going to do. Uh, we know it's just the beginning, Lord. If this is how you're starting, my Lord, what's going to happen this weekend? <laughs> Can we give him one more huge, among, humongous clap? Amen. Amen. Thank you for, for this. I'll try to deliver this word in, in the way that the Lord shared it with me. If we can start with Exodus 15, we're going to start at verse 1. Excited to be with you. I love your pastors. I remember hanging out with Seth and, and Jamie. I was thinking when we were, what was that area? We were, we were in San Diego. I remember that. That was fun. That was uh, Hallelujah. That was fun. But we, it was when we were with Greg, I think we went out. Was that McCall? Yeah. And we were, we were over there, and we were having ice cream. We were having the ice cream. It was fun. We were just eating the ice cream. I don't eat ice cream that much anymore, but isn't that funny? You get to a certain age, you can't eat that. It's like everything starts to change from one. It's like, it's like you, the moment you eat that, that one scoop, it just drops somewhere. It's just like... And you walk, you walk out of the ice cream place with lumps. It's like, you just can't, just like that. It's like, man, I used to be able to get like 20 of these down before a lump would even show up. And I'd be done with it in like in seconds. It was, a it was a, just a good lump. I know it was just like lumps everywhere. But now it's this man. Praise the Lord. Just proud of you. Proud of you. You guys have married well. Wow. You guys are blessed. <laughs> You're married well. And uh, just great servants and looking forward to just spending time with you all. I, you know, I, I was telling the Lord on the way here, I, I was like, Lord, I, I just know it was not your will for us to, to work together with, your, with, with um, um, Jonathan and, and Radine, but I was mad at God for a while. I was, I was upset. Remember, <laughs> you were honest and you told the truth. You're like, you know, you guys aren't supposed to work together. You just want to hang out. <laughs> Ray Radine said that, and I was like, it's true, but what's wrong with that? I mean, what's wrong with that? And I was telling the Lord even today, I was like, you know, Lord, I like working with these guys. And so, but I, I just know we are, we are working together in the capacity that God has called us, but I sure would have loved to, man, I'm not going to get mad at God tonight. Praise the Lord. Here we go. I'm just, I'm just never, never again. I, I wrote a book about being mad at God, actually called The Art of Joy. <laughs> I'll talk about that another day. Uh, Exodus 15, verse 1, it says, Then Moses and the sons of, is of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Someone say, highly exalted. The horse and its rider has hurled, he, uh, he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise him, my father's God, and I will extol him. Verse 3, the Lord is a warrior. <laughs> I didn't share with my wife at all what we were sharing tonight. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The Lord is his name. It's interesting, this, uh, this, this, this passage 
is, is something that David quotes. He quotes something, he quotes this passage almost word for word um, in, in Psalms 118. And I want to I wanna turn there because that's where I really want to posture our communication from is this Psalm 118. But I wanted you to see that this, this is in, in context. Verse 2 says, the Lord is my strength and song. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. David quotes that in Psalm 118 and verse 14. It says, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. I want you to see what God's planning to do in your life. He wants to be a song in you. He wants to be a strength to you. And he wants you to sing from that as he is releasing salvation. As salvation comes, salvation needs a response. Salvation needs a response. Not just a simple thank you, but when God, when God brings salvation to you. Now, salvation is something that is not just I say a prayer and I'm going to heaven. God intends salvation to be body, soul, and spirit, family, community, region, everything must be saved. I remember when the Lord first revealed to me that my home was saved because it was mine. That my car is saved. That my stuff is saved because it's part of me. And I'm in his salvation. I'm completely protected and sanctified by him. And so everything that is mine is saved. The shoes of the children of Israel were saved on their feet as they walked throughout the, the wilderness. And it never wore out. That's what salvation looks like. Salvation looks like that it's not just being rescued, but it is delivered from its enemy. Delivered from the destructive force, from chaos, from depleting. The only reason we need salvation is because we have entered into a world that has a system that is always decreasing. And so salvation must stop decreasing, but then release to us increase. Thank you. We got a couple. Yeah. Amen. So this is important because God wants to be your strength and he wants to be your song. He wants to be your strength and he wants to be your song. There's something I'm learning is that there's songs that are inside each and every one of us because our salvation is different. My salvation is different than your salvation. We can get saved in this meeting and the salvation would be completely different for every person because what God is saving us from in our hearts and our mind is completely different. Your background makes your salvation different. Do you know what I love about worship? You're going to get a lot of worship out of me. Is that okay? Is that all right? Because I, this is where I'm living. And I, I'm hoping to spend the rest of my life. I, have, I told, told some of the, our pastors in San Diego, I said, you know, if, if I would have known that, re, that worship was an option for revival, I would have chosen that a long time ago. <laughs> I thought it was just something you do in a service. You invite God that way. But to have worship to be. And when the Lord started speaking to me, he says, Tracy, this moment in this service will never be again. And he says, the fragrance that you're releasing up to me will never be recreated ever again. Even if every one of us, we come tomorrow, because some of us will have breakthroughs tonight, 
the fragrance of our worship will have changed. Because singing from a heart that's going through things is different fragrance than singing from a heart that just has victory. And each one of us creates a fragrance that rises before the throne of God when we worship. That's why it's important when your pastor says we all pray, we all sing, is because he's creating a moment not only in this room but in heaven that will bring a, a pleasure to the Lord that he will never experience again. Are you tracking with me? It's beautiful when we worship and we sing and we pray together because you are releasing fragrance. If you go into Revelations 5 and you see the economy of heaven, that the angels do not do, they they cannot work without your prayers and they cannot work without your song. Your prayer and your song is the fuel of all of their activities. So if you're silent, they're hindered in their ministry to the Lord. They take the prayers of the saints and they take the song of the redeemed. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't want, I didn't mean to get into all of this, but can't, there, I just, I just, I can't help it. The song of the redeemed is something that the angels cannot sing unless we sing it. If you see what they're singing in Revelations, they're singing songs that Moses wrote. They're singing songs about being delivered and redeemed because they've never been redeemed. So they don't know God as a redeemer. So when we sing about him being a redeemer, they sing songs that they've never sung before and they get an encounter with God that they've never had before. So our fragrance rising up to them, it causes them to have an experience with an aha of God that they've never had. The song of the redeemed is the most valuable song there is in heaven. The song of the redeemed. Someone who has been saved from something. Someone who has been rescued from something. Is anyone in here been rescued from something? Anyone in here been delivered from something? Anyone in here been set free from something? I'm telling you, if you have been set free, there is a song inside of you. And the angels are craving to sing your song. And they're craving to have a revelation through your sound and your song and your fragrance of a God that they have been spending their whole eternity worshiping a song that comes from time in manifest in eternity is the most valuable song that could ever be sung because they don't know him as a redeemer they've never been in trouble they've never been behind a bill they've never had sickness they've never and so when they have that they sing it if you if you Go and you read, you read Revelations 5 through 8. You'll hear them singing songs as if they are the ones going through it. And why are they doing that? Because they're going, we didn't know you this way. We've known you all our life. And now because of these that you have down there that you're saving and they're singing, we get to see you. There's an, there, our worship... And our prayer is, in, is the economy of heaven. Your salvation must become a song. 
Oh, I don't sing. I don't sing, Mr. Armstrong. Well, it's not about you thinking you sing. It's about the fact is that the Lord is my strength and song. He has become. It's not about me. It's about he has become my salvation. Verse 15. Will you track with me on that? Verse 15. Is that going to be put up? Verse 15. Look what it says. I love the point of scriptures when it's in our eyes. It says, verse 15, uh, glad songs of salvation. Do, can we have a, do, we have, do we have any another translation? I don't know. There's a translation. Um, there, there's the, the sound of praise and victory. That's what the word means. The sound of praise and victory. The sound of joyful shouting, verse 15 says, in, in, I think this is the New Living Translation, the sound of joyful shouting. Isn't this called the sound? I asked the Lord, what sound do you want at this place? He said, I want the sound of joyful shouting. I love that. It's glad, glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The sound of gladness is going to visit your tent. Now, if you don't know, your tent is your house. <laughs> Just in case you, you got a modern tent. And this is kind of like a tent. Right? God is interested in bringing salvation to your house, your family, in such a level that your neighbors hear, woohoo! I mean, can you imagine all of a sudden people knocking on your door? We hear shouts and screaming and joy coming. What's happening? How many of you have been around kids when they're having fun? Right? Adults don't go in and check out what they're doing when they're having fun. They just say, oh, that's kids. <laughs> but if you are an adult in another room having fun, how many of you know you can get a kid walking down as far, and they'll come in going, what's so funny? <laughs> what's happening? What, what are you guys laughing about? We want to laugh. <laughs> they start laughing. <laughs> they don't even know what's going on. May we sound like we're having so much fun, getting set free, being delivered like little kids that make other people go, hey, what are you guys so happy about? What kind of, what kind of sounds is that? What kind of sound are you making? This is not about an event called the sound. This is about us being the people that have the sound of joyful shouting because God has healed our neck that the doctor said we'll never move again. And, and God has redeemed our strength and is restored to our authority. And God has broken generational curses of bitterness. I mean, how can you be silent 
when you have a God that is working a miracle in your, in your house, your family, your life, you can't help but go, Yahoo! <laughs> the sound of joyful shouting. I love this because it's, it's, the, the, the scriptures are so beautiful. The sound of joyful shouting and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. What does the sound of salvation sound like? Hallelujah. Hey, I like that. The sound of salvation, the sound of things coming together, the sound of life, the sound of hope, the sound of peace. The sound of freedom. Oh, if you ever been set free, if you ever been set free, if you've ever been set free, oh, if you've ever been set free, you can't be quiet. You can't be quiet. Yeah. It's the person that's quiet that says they've been set free that makes me nervous. person that makes me nervous. Like, I don't think you've been sent for. The sound of joyful shouting. I know I'm driving this home. I need the, and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. See, in this, in, in some of these homes, some of your tents, it's the sound of anger, the sound of fear, the sound of, but God is visiting your tent. And he's going to remove sounds that you've lived with for so long. I'm talking to someone right now. You go home to abuse. That sound is going to stop. That sound. That sound. Can I just prophesy that? You don't need to acknowledge it. You don't need to stand up. You don't need, but you just need to, in your heart, go, hallelujah. The sound of abuse is going to stop. I hear, I hear things breaking. I hear things shattering. I hear screams. And I hear doors closing and locking and being kicked in. And I'm telling you, that sound is going to stop. That sound is going to visit your home and it's going to stop. See, this weekend is not only about what sounds that start. This weekend is also about what sounds that stop. There's some sounds that go on. There's some speaking things in some people's ears of condemnation and shame, anxiety. That sound is going to stop. Come on. Can I just prophesy for a second? That sound is going to stop. That is an illegal sound in the, in the tent of the righteous. That is an illegal sound in the tent of the righteous. The sound of condemnation, the sound of shame, the sound of, 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 of foreboding. That sound is going to stop. God's going to replace it with sounds of I love you, I adore you, you're amazing, you're a champion. Where we believe the Lord. Sounds. The enemy, he knows the power of sound, and that's because that was his world. His world was, he has instruments built into him to make sounds. And he knows the power of harmony. Harmony is not just beautiful, but it's powerful. And so when you harmonize with the sounds of chaos, it magnifies that sound. 
It magnifies. When you harmonize, it magnifies. Take one voice, it's good. But you take more voices and you add to it, it magnifies. Tomorrow night, we'll talk about the magnification of sound. It's beautiful that we can magnify. We come in and we, we adjust to God's sound and it magnifies. But if you adjust to the chaos, it magnifies. Isn't it amazing how you can have trouble? One phone call that leads you to a lot of other problems because you, you magnified that phone call. The sound of that, then all these other things start playing in your head. And the next thing you know, you're saying, well, don't you care about me, God? It all starts with the one thing that you agreed with. You agree with chaos, it just adds more chaos. We're going to stop sounds. We're going to start new sounds. We're going to have sounds of salvation, not sounds of defeat. Verse 16. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't go yet to that. The salvation is the, in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I can't leave that part out. God is going to be valiant on your behalf. He's a warrior. Remember, David is going back to the stories that he knows of what God did in Moses. And he's, he's speaking the same words and he's adding his flair to it where, where God was valiant for Moses. If God was valiant for Moses, then God will be valiant for me. Can I tell you something? If God will heal her neck, restore her family, restore his authority, then he will be valiant for you. If you've ever seen the right hand of God move on anyone's life and bring restoration and bring healing and bring deliverance and break shame, then he will do it for you. And just as David took of that day of what happened for Moses, he says, I'm bringing that into my day. And if he's, if he's good to Moses, he's good to me. And if he did that for Moses, come on, let me get you some hope tonight. And he's going to get, do that for me. He's saying, God, he, his right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Verse 16, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Then he says, this is what this means to me. Verse 17, I will not die. If you know God is a valiant God and he's been faithful with that person, that person, that person, you take their victories. You borrow their victories. I'll give you, we're talking scripture here. You take their victories and you say, you've been good to Moses. You've been good to Abraham. You've been good to all these. And if you've been good to them, you are valiant on my behalf too. And so I change my outlook of things right now. Even though these enemies, David's being surrounded by trouble. I will not die, but I will live. Can you say that with me? I will not die, but I will live. (laughs) And tell of the works of the Lord. God wants to deliver you from whatever you're walking through, whatever's going on in the city, whatever's happening in your family, whatever's happening in your body, whatever's happening in your mind. He wants to set you free because he wants other people to know about his good works. 
The power of testimony is transforming. The word testimony means when I tell you my testimony, the word literally means I am prophesying your future. When you hear my testimony, you're being prophesied to. That's your future. If God did it for me, he'll do it for you. That's why he can read the testimony of Moses and go, that's what's going to happen for me. We can walk around with a cell phone and go, that's what's going to happen to you. Amen? Amen. If God can do, I don't know what it takes to have a neck that is fused move, but I know it can't be a stiff bar. I've seen creative miracles where things are taken out and God rebuilds bone. Creative miracles. Amen. When When we were just in Australia, a young man had busted his, broken his, his, I don't know what, he had names for these things. <laughs> had all these names, these bones there. And then, and then this one, this bottom one was completely turned into where it was poking out and it couldn't get put back in. So he went, and they, he went to have surgery and they said, we can't do anything because it's twisted and it healed with this, this twist. We can't, even, we can't even put it back. You're gonna, you'll never get used to those fingers again. Salvation came. Salvation came. Prayer happened. Within 24 hours, this bone twisted back, went back into place, sealed itself, had complete full use. Come on. If God can save someone... If God can save you, he can save your family. You're not, the, you're not the biggest knucklehead. Listen. We think, well, I just needed him. My family's hard to reach. No. If God can save you, he can win your whole family. If God can win you, he can win this whole city. David says, you are my strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy, the joy. That's what God wants to come out of your, you want, he wants that to come out of your house. Joy. He wants that to be in your car, be in your home, be in your life. Joy. My wife has this amazing, incredible st- statement, which is, you want a strong house? Well, a house without joy is a weak house. Because joy is strength. If you want strength in your house, get joy in your house. You want strength in your marriage, get joy in your marriage. You want strength in your, with your children, get joy with your children. For wherever you add joy, you add strength. Wherever you add the Lord's joy, there's strength. It's amazing how the devil works so hard to kill our joy. Maybe that's just from, I don't know, maybe you guys are always like, easy, wake up. Isn't it amazing how joy you have to fight for it? You have to, you, you gain strength by making sure that you maintain joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you want to be strong, don't be serious about it. 
People want to be strong. They're like, I'm so strong. That, that's the wrong way. That shows you're weak. But if you want to be strong, you got to be joyful about it. I know a strong person because they're <laughs> <laughs> joyful. It takes something to not allow a circumstance to get your joy. And if you understand that God's looking for joyful people to fill their house with joy, he's going to come and release salvation just because he wants joy and he wants strength in your house. The Bible in, in Philippians, I'll give you a New Testament just in case you, don't, you think I don't know any New Testament scriptures. <laughs> I like the Old Testament because it shows Jesus the whole way. Philippians 4.4 4 says this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. You know, rejoice is a beautiful word because it means to borrow from future joy. Again, looking not at what is, but borrowing from. So if you have a hard time borrowing from your future, borrow from someone's now. You got a breakthrough? I'm borrowing from that. That's mine. And if you don't know anyone, you don't know anyone that's having a breakthrough, make up a breakthrough in the future. <laughs> Prophesy your own breakthrough. That's what David did. That's what he did. That's what he did. He said, I will live. There was no proof. There was no proof that this guy was going to live. He didn't have someone with a harp next to him going, you're going to live. He didn't have anything going on. He was just sitting there. He said, okay, they had breakthrough. I'm going to live. So we have to understand that if you can find someone who is living, borrow from their life. That's rejoicing. And when you, when you can see yourself living past what's going on, that's rejoicing. Isn't that amazing? That God is looking for us to rejoice. But don't you know what's going on? I do. I do know what's going on, is what God would think. I have complete understanding what you're going through. But that's not going to help being sad. Being sorry being frustrated. Hey, listen, this is something that preachers and everyone else has to deal with. Amen. Amen. We don't get to escape this. I thought it was a part of the job description never to have any issues. I don't know if I would have signed the contract so fast. Now I got mine and yours. When I just get free from, I get past rejoicing and I'm like, and it's, and it's funny because it's like each person doesn't realize I have mine plus another, you know, thousand, hundred, whatever it is of a you. You brought yours, there's at least 600 more of you that are waiting to talk. You guys got quiet. Okay, I'm pushing it. 
And, and it is fine because we, we're called to do that. Hallelujah. Yahoo! Because we get to see the miracle. You know, we get to see so many miracles. I mean, we're postured to go, oh, well, look at that miracle. Look at that miracle. Look at that miracle. Look at that miracle. We can stand in one place and see multiple salvations. And it's amazing. It's amazing. But there's a lot to believe for. And the best way to believe is to go, I rejoice. I shall live and not die. Moses is called by God to get the people of Israel out. And he says, this is what I want you to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you out of Egypt. And when I send you out of Egypt, this is what I want you to do. I want you to run. <laughs> run. <laughs> and don't look back. And while they're running, he says, I am going to be seen as God in the eyes of Pharaoh. Not, and in the eyes of Israel. But he wanted to. Let the enemy know who was God. And so he hardens Pharaoh's heart. You told me to run, and then you sick them on me. You know, they went that way. And, and these guys are just la, 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 just kicking it and just on their way to the promised land. That's all they know. Promised land is on its way. We got all the gold of Egypt. Hallelujah. We're excited. We're loaded. We're happy. Woo. And all of a sudden, dust clouds. They look back and it starts from the rear and they're like, you're coming. That's not the sound we want in our tents. That's not the sound. They're on their way. Run. And so they're, they're just like, um, and all of a sudden God says, okay, I need to help these guys. Let them know I'm still here. Then he drops a pillar. The Bible says angel. An angel pillar comes between. To, he comes in the day to lead them, right? In the night he's leading them. And all of a sudden when the enemy comes in and he's trying to sweep in, the pillar comes between the enemy and, and, and the children of Israel. He's saying, I'm still here even though they're pursuing I love that about God. He's not going to let us be in the midst of something without showing that he's there to save us. And he's there to prevent and protect. Even though your enemy's on your heel, it doesn't mean he's going to get you. It's just an opportunity for God to show his salvation. Do you know you don't need salvation unless you need to be saved? So he says, I'm going to show you my salvation. That means you got to get into something. You don't get saved without trouble. When we think salvation means the sign of no trouble. It means that trouble may be on, its, on our heels, but trouble is going to be, have a revelation. So they're, they're, they come to this, this place where they're supposed to cross over the Red Sea. We all know the story, supposed to cross over. But it's impossible. I thought to myself as I was studying this for you that God said, 
that, that as you come to a place where it seems like there's only two options, going to the impossible or going back to your bondage, that's when you can look for him to be miraculous. Going back to our bondage is not an option. And we're looking at the impossible, and he, he's standing between us and our enemy. He says, Moses, I want you to trust me. I want you to stretch out your arms. And I just think that Moses stretched out his arms probably in a form of worship of some form. We worship like this for a reason. And he stretched out, and he says, as they, the Bible says, they stretched out, the, the Red Sea just kind of opened up. And then they said, it says they crossed on dry ground. Can you imagine that kind of salvation to, to suck the water completely out of the mud? Now, I don't know. This is a sea. That, that mud and water's been there a long time. Probably pretty thick. For God to go down even a foot into that dirt and make it completely dry is a, an amazing miracle that they walk across on dry ground, just completely dry. No mud, no signs that you're going through anything. No signs that you are having a bad day. No signs that challenges are happening. You're just kind of walking, and you get a beautiful sight. You get to see the wall of water here that was limit you, and the wall of water, and you're just walking through what is impossible. And you're not being affected. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, the pillar just, these guys allows, allows these guys just to start going through that same kind of dry ground. It's funny, though, because God does something funny. I think he's so funny. Can I just tell you this story in my, my mind? <laughs> the Bible says he looked down on your enemy. Now, 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 I know you read that and you're like, oh, he looked on him. No, you got you to realize what he's saying. He looked through the pillar and his face came into the camp of the enemy. Mm. Boo! <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, God is just messing with him. I mean, that's what the Bible says. He looked down and he goes, Wait, whatever, I don't know what sound he makes, but he does something that is completely out of character. For the God that we know. He starts messing with our enemy. He just starts having fun with him. You know what else? He, he freaks him out. Then the Bible says he goes, and I just, okay, I got to do this the way I see it. In the middle of the night, while the enemy is sleeping, he goes in <laughs> to the camp of the enemy, and he loosens the chariot wheels. Watch this. <laughs> Michael, bring me some popcorn. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, I got to get these guys up and going. So he puts his face into the cloud. He goes, boo. 
They get on the chariots, they start going, and all of a sudden, clunk, the wheels fall off. And the Bible says, and it's hard for them to pursue because they have no wheels. I'm telling you, your God is looking to start a fight. He is a warrior. Why am I going through what I'm going through? Because God wants to knock the wheels off of some stuff. He wants to go and go boo over some things. He wants to start a fight, and he loves to war. And he needs to put you or allow you to get into a circumstance where he can beat your enemy up. Read it. Exodus 14, it's right there. Tippy toe and everything is all in there. <laughs> so, right. They, they, and then all of a sudden, God says, okay, you guys are off the dry ground. Moses, lift your hands again. And when he lifted his hands, the waves came over all of the enemy and washed them up. And the next morning, they see the enemy just floating in the sea that they pass through. You'll see the enemy floating in your, the thing that was called impossible that you just made through. You'll see your enemies taken down. You'll see all kinds of things taken out. You'll see miscarriage. I hear for someone, miscarriage is going to be taken out in this season for you, mama. I don't know who that is for, but I just released that that God is calling you mama and miscarriages are going to be taken out and you're going to see the enemy floating over the impossible. Amen. 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 Now this is, this, is what, this is where we end with what we started with. Then Moses sang a song. Yes. The song that David was quoting. And when David was quoting that, he was saying, just as you did to Moses' enemies, you're going to do that to my enemies. Just as you did that for Moses, you're doing that for me. You are my strength and you are my song. Just as Moses sang a song about horse and rider going into the sea, I sing a song. You are my strength and my song, and I shall know the salvation of the Lord. How many of you want to sing that song tonight? That's the sound. If, if, if we could go into Exodus 15 and just watch, just watch it on a reel, you would see that as these guys are building their tents on the other side of their miracle, that they're singing, they're whistling while they're working. And they're, they're singing and they're, they're having celebration and jubilation and they're full of joy. There's nothing more joyful than having your breakthrough. Amen. And God wants us to write songs when we have our breakthrough. He wants us to release sounds. Whatever your sound is, he wants that sound to come out of you. So this is what the Lord's saying for tonight. He releases to you salvation so he can have the sound of the saved and the sound of the redeemed come up to his ears from a tent or a house that has had other sounds, from a body that has had other sounds have you ever heard someone wake up with pain? Oh, 
When that sound goes away, what sound is left? Joy. 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 Someone struggling with depression, do you know what it sounds like? It has a sound depression. It has a sound. And God, God doesn't like that sound. That's not a sound that is a sound of strength and a sound of salvation. But God has a sound for you. I don't know who I'm talking about, but God has a sound for you. And you're used to these, no, these other sounds, and we call them normal sounds. But God didn't save us to have normal sounds. Everybody that has that has these sounds. That, that, that's not what God has redeemed us for, to have the sound of the unsaved in our tents. I feel such love of God moving through this room. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. He wants to release peace in your home. He wants you to know what it's like to be free, really, truly, completely, absolutely free. He wants you to know what it's like to have songs and sounds of joy. If my children make a sound of, oh, oh, it hurts me. It, I mean, I, I will do anything I can to get them free from that sound. There is nothing that I wouldn't do to get them free from that sound. Same with your papa. That's right. That's right. Come on. Same with your papa. You think you're the one that's only hearing that sound? No, your papa hears that sound. He's like, I, I want to, I want to be big enough. I want to be that God that is able to take the wheels off of their enemies' chariots. And I'll have fun doing it. This is the year of God being sovereign in your life. Doing things that you cannot do. <laughs> I don't know what to do next. That's why I'm just waiting here crying. Please, you want it, right? Oh, Lord. As, as the team's coming, I, I believe that there's, there's some people... I'm going to ask Pastor J.O. to come. There's some people that need, that want Jesus. They need Jesus, salvation. And then we'll pray again for some other things, but I feel like there's the salvation call. Would you, would you do that with me? Wow, Jesus. Oh, isn't God good? You know, Jesus, he did something so beautiful. Jesus is God. He stepped out of heaven for you and I. Jesus didn't want to leave us in our condition. He wanted to save us. So what he did is he stepped out of heaven and took on all of our sin. He took it all. He took every bad thing. He took it on so that you wouldn't have to. Yeah. He took it to the cross. Before he went to the cross, he was striped on his back for our healing. And he took every, everything that we would ever do wrong 
everything that you're living in now, every addiction, every sin. The Bible talks about he came, became sin for us so that why we could live, live free. So you may be here today. Maybe you've walked away from Jesus. We prayed for you today. I felt like there's folks here tonight, prodigals that left the father's house. They went out, sold their crazy wild oats. They've walked from Christ. They left the father's house. They, they went after their own. They thought the grass was greener on the other side. They spent their, their father's money. They spent their money. And now they're broke, broke emotionally. You're broke spiritually. And you know what? God's bringing you back to the house tonight. He's waiting on you. He's a good father. If you would, if you just bow your head forward just for a moment, right where you are. You know that you need to get right with Jesus tonight. Maybe you've never met Jesus, came in here with, a, with some friend. Or maybe you knew Christ and you know you need to get right with Jesus today. You need to come back to the Father's house. See, sin, if a person dies in their sin, they will live eternally separated from God. They cannot come into the presence of a holy God. They cannot get into heaven if they die in their sin. But Jesus came so that you wouldn't have to die in your sin. That's why he took on your sin. If you're here today and you know that you need to get right with Jesus, there's a sound from heaven, sound of salvation. He came to give you the greatest gift of all times, the gift of salvation and the gift of grace. If you're here tonight and you know J.O., Tracy, and most of all, more than any God, I need to get right with you. We want to pray for you right now. All I want you to do is just raise your hand right where you're seated. Just raise your hand. You say, J.O., I need to get, I see your hand back there. I see your hand. God bless you. Just, just put them up. I see your hand. God bless you. Just, you need to get right. I see your hand. God bless you. You need to get right with Christ tonight. I see your hand. God bless you. Now see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. Any more? Just, hey, tonight's my night. I want to be saved. I want salvation. I want to hear the sound in my tent. I want to sing of joy. and I want to sing hallelujah. Anybody else? Anyone else? You know, we would love, love, love to pray for you right now. Would you do something ever so beautiful? Those that raise their hand, would you mind coming up forward? We really want to pray for you. Would you just kind of move out right now? Come up here and meet with Pastor Don right now. Maybe it's rededication, receiving Christ for the first time. Would you just come up here and God bless you. Amen. There was more than that, and, and I just say this out of pure love for you. There's something beautiful about taking a step of faith. There's something just powerful. I did it December the 7th, 1986, in a church service. And I, I walked just a few steps up to the altar and it changed my life. Coming to the altar may alter your life tonight. So 
if, if you raised your hand, just would you just go ahead and work your way up here? We want to pray for you. We also want to give you a Bible. We want to connect with you. We want to make sure it's not just about a decision, but Jesus calls us to make disciples. So you come up here and you shake hands with Jesus, but you know what? It's not about just shaking hands with him. It's about the church is here to walk out with you. That you can experience this thing that he's talking about, salvation, the fullness of it. Not just a one-time decision, but the fullness of it. So God bless you. Hey, John, Don, make sure you grab, help, help me out. Make sure you, anyone else? Other hands? Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? The sound of salvation.